I'm Scott Herbie from Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Josh Escovito with Weintraub Tobin. The heirs of Evil Knievel clearly do not have a friend in Disney. We'll discuss that on this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Josh, I understand that uh, Disney is back before the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in its dispute over uh, a lawsuit filed by the estate of Evil Knievel. That's right, Scott. Walt Disney Studios and Pixar recently filed their brief in response to an appeal filed with the Ninth Circuit concerning a trademark infringement action filed by K&K Promotions related to Disney's Toy Story 4 character, Duke Kaboom which K&K Promotions claims infringes IP related to Evil Knievel. So as you said at the opening of this, it's very clear that the uh, state of Evil Knievel does not have a friend in Disney. Can you tell us about the, the case and the ruling at the district court? Sure, Scott. The case was filed in the United States District Court for the District of Nevada. There, K&K Promotions, which is a company owned by Knievel's heirs, claimed that Disney essentially ripped off Evil Knievel's intellectual property through its creation, use, and promotion of the Canadian stuntman toy character named Duke Kaboom. To stick with the Toy Story lingo, essentially K&K said, there's a snake in their boot. So Disney moved to dismiss, claiming that the Rogers test, which we've discussed frequently on this show, precludes the action. Judge James C. Mahan agreed and found that the Rogers test applied and that it precluded the action in its entirety because the film was an expressive work, the use of Duke Kaboom had artistic relevance, and Disney and Pixar did not explicitly try to mislead viewers into thinking that Evil Knievel sponsored, endorsed, or had any association with Toy Story 4. Judge Mahone also noted that there were distinctions to be drawn between Evil Knievel and Duke Kaboom. He referenced the different name, different histories and different appearances, most notably Kaboom's Canada-themed jumpsuit. But K&K was displeased, of course, as it seems, and appealed to the Ninth Circuit. Right, and before the Ninth Circuit, K&K argues that Disney, quote, decided to falsely pass the character off as its own creation, end quote, despite similarities with Evil Knievel, including the jumpsuit and some of the accessories that it argued were related to a toy that was released in the 70s, which was, I think, the Evil Knievel stunt cycle. Uh, K&K also claims that Disney used Knievel's visual representations to promote Toy Story 4 and related merchandise. According to K&K, uh, both merchandise and the film generated significant revenue based in part on consumer confusion that was created by Disney's use of Knievel's IP. And of course, Disney and Pixar argued that the district court's analysis was spot on. But I'm curious, what do you think, Josh? I think that the district court got it right, Scott. I think that Disney's creation of Duke Kaboom clearly falls within the confines of the Rogers test. It has artistic relevance as it's part of an expressive work and quite an important part at that if you've seen the movie. Duke Kaboom more or less saves the day, so his character arc is certainly relevant. And let's not forget, artistic relevance has a low bar for purposes of the Rogers test. And as for the second prong of the test, which is whether the use was explicitly misleading, I don't see any reasonable argument that it was. K&K certainly cannot own the right to any character that is a patriotic stuntman, irrespective of differences in characteristics. There is no evidence before the court that there was any attempt to mislead on the part of Disney or Pixar, at least not that I'm aware of. But what do you think, Scott? 
You know, Josh, I think the uh, I think the court has it right on the Lanham Act claim. Uh, my understanding is that Evil Knievel also is pursuing a right of publicity case. Uh, obviously, you know, there's no right of publicity in dead people unless, under California law, you are a deceased celebrity and you have uh, followed certain statutory requirements in order to affect your posthumous right of publicity rights. And my understanding is that the estate, in fact, did that. Um, it's interesting, you know, California, California um, follows a line of cases that looks at whether or not the use of the celebrity's image is transformative. Does it contain significant transformative elements or is the value of the work primarily derived from the celebrity's fame? That's, you know, essentially the, the test. Uh, and this transformative use defense, it's really this balancing test between First Amendment, your right to uh, express a creative work, and the uh, right of publicity. Um, you know, I think that my thought is that the district court, which, which found in favor of um, Toy Story, uh, Pixar, got it right. Um, obviously, the, the value of Duke Kaboom does not lie in Evil Knievel, right? The, the value of Duke Kaboom lies in the character that lives on screen in Toy Story. Do you agree? I absolutely agree with that, Scott. And I think that's why the judge went out of his way to acknowledge the distinctions between the name, clothing, hair color, straightness versus curliness of hair, uh, and essentially said, you know, most of the shared characteristics between these two characters are shared by many stuntmen. And so essentially the court was saying, yeah, there's some similarity, but this seems like a transformative use. And essentially what you're saying, you know, the value derived is from that of the character on screen. Right. I mean, look at, look at California Supreme Court case, Comedy 3 versus Satterup, which is uh, involved a charcoal drawing of the Three Stooges that was sold on lithographs and t-shirts. In that case, the Supreme Court found that the lithograph made no significant transformative or creative contributions. It, it literally was a reproduction of the likeness of the Three Stooges. And in that finding, in finding that there was no transformative elements, um, the court found that just merely merchandising a celebrity's image without their consent is not transformative and is actionable under California law. So I think here where the court found all these creative differences between the real Evil Knievel and Duke Kaboom, um, that's finding this um, transformative, significant transformative and creative contribution of uh, Pixar and the creators. I agree with that, Scott. For that reason, I think Disney's going to infinity and beyond with this one. I think the Ninth Circuit will affirm the decision below. That's a great way to end this, Josh. Thanks for bringing this to our attention. Thanks, Scott. I hope you enjoyed this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to check out our back issues. And if you're looking for additional content, please visit us at theiplawblog.com. <laughs>